Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Idiots, Some Genius podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Lavella, and today we will be talking about crypto, NFTs, and everything in decentralized currency. So we've come up, I think Laz and I have both come up with maybe about eight things that we both like and dislike or some of our concerns and why we're optimistic about crypto, things like NFTs, that kind of stuff. And Laz, I'll let you kind of start with it. So, do you want to start with the likes or the dislikes first? Uh, let's do the. Let's just go back and forth. We'll do like then dislike. Okay. So, I think crypto's got a ton of positive energy about it. I really like the community that people try to engender in the crypto space mm-hmm. in the context that it's about the individual. It's about you bettering yourself for your future. But you, it's a lot of carpe diem type people. Right. I, I think that's definitely true. And I think that we've actually kind of seen that as well when like look back to like the meme coins like Dogecoin and stuff like that, like the community and people willing to like bond together. It's not like anything that I've ever seen in an online space when it comes to stock markets and stuff like that. And it's like people really like rallying together to make themselves money or to like hurt somebody else. And like and not like hurt somebody else as like physically, but like everyone during the Dogecoin stuff was like, Oh, we gotta we gotta shove it to the man, you know, make money off of them shorting GameStop and stuff like that. And I think that that was when I first kind of saw like, wow, this community is definitely it's different than anything that I ever seen before. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't necessarily look at it in the context of Dogecoin. Right. I also look at it in the context of usable currency. Yeah. Now, I agree with that. I was just giving trying to give an example. Yeah. Yeah, so they just they, these people are rabid about it, which is awesome because they just they believe in the product they've been sold, and they all hold it. They don't sell it when it goes down; they hold it because they know that there's a cycle to it, mm-hmm. which makes it really strong and can make it a backbone of an economy. Yeah, and that I think is kind of goes into my next point, or like my first point is like one of the things that I'm kind of concerned about it is there are a lot of cryptocurrencies out there so it's kind of hard for me to figure out like which ones to buy and which ones to not buy and like because there's so many and i think that gary v has kind of talked about this as well and he says the same thing about well he says the same thing about nfts but i think it applies as well to cryptos is maybe two percent of the cryptos that are out there are probably going to be something that is going to make a lot of money and everything else like 98 percent of it is going to be garbage that you wasted your money on it was the same thing back in the dot-com era right like people buying tons of websites and tons of like different online businesses and maybe like two percent of them actually coming through and making lots of money and i think the same thing is true here and it's kind of hard to navigate right like which currency is going to be the big ticket item like we've all heard about uh, bitcoin we've all heard about ethereum even things like litecoin as well and cardano i think is another one and i know you have a few as well that you're super into like xrp i think is one that you're super into but yeah. it's hard to figure out like which ones are going to make me money and which ones are gonna you know fall flat i don't think making money is really the important context with our economy right now i think it's more of a store of value mm-hmm. or a store of wealth um I personally believe that Coinbase is deceived. So you pour all of the cryptos into Coinbase, right? Right. And the ones that come out and are actually tradable on Coinbase are the ones that you should probably think about investing in. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not giving any financial advice and neither are you. <laughs> we but, have none to give. We don't know. We don't, we're just giving our, our opinions. Yeah. But if something's on there, it's been vetted thoroughly, but 
something you need to believe in is something that has usability. Right. So, like, if you look at the the, the Fediverse or anything that has a usable function behind it. So, like you said, XRP is something I like a lot because mm-hmm. XRP has cross-border payments that are really fast. I like Cardano because Cardano has an ecosystem that's basically copy and pasted from Ethereum, but less money needs to be used to purchase the Cardano. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's like, I, and I think you're right in that, right? I think that the crypto space is not necessarily something that is just used to make money because, and, and, and that's kind of the, the symptom, right? Not the, the goal. And I think part of that is for the reason of like decentralized currency and getting away from the government, right? Because the government used to have like the gold standard when it came to, at least in the United States, right? It used to have the gold standard where a dollar equaled this much in gold. So there was always some sort of, currency exchange that was real well when they got rid of that everything now is kind of just like it's almost made up at this point right like everything's just kind of worth whatever the government says it's worth and the crypto space it's not like that everything actually has a value like one bitcoin is currently worth i think it's like forty six thousand dollars right like one bitcoin that is its actual worth because that's what people are willing to make it worth so i think that the fact that that is something that is just kind of separate from the government is a good thing. And I think that we know, I can kind of tell that it's a good thing as well because the government is trying to regulate it heavily and trying to get people not to use it or trying to get the government involved with it. And I think because you can see that the government is so nervous about a currency that is beyond their realm of control, it does make them nervous, which also kind of is like, oh, well, if it's making them nervous, there's probably a good reason for it. Well, so... I'm not necessarily a very, very big fan of Bitcoin. Right. Because Bitcoin, you can be shut down when you use it mm-hmm. very easily. They can just block out a node. So you have your you have your keys, right? You have right. Bitcoin. There's keys on both sides to send and receive it. They can block your send and receive key, and you can't use it. The same way that they do with blocking banks from banks block people from using their right. services. Wait, so how does this? So I, have, so I have a question. Like, how does the send and receive key actually like work? Like, how does that function? Because I don't actually really know. I'm not sure if you fully know either. It's but... an address. It's an address. Okay. So it'd be like me sending you a letter, but the letter is Bitcoin and it's on the internet. Okay, so it's like almost like your IP address. It's almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's basically just digital space. It's a digital space that you have money in, or the crypto, or the value of your currency that is. Nebulous, I guess, would mm-hmm. be the word I would use. I don't really know how to describe it, but it's just where you store your value. It's your specific, your specific, your specific piece of property in that space. So, on the Bitcoin network, or the Ethereum network, or the Cardano network, you own a little piece of land, and they can block your land, which kind of sucks because that means that if the government can figure a way to take control of it, they can shut you out of it. Right. And that is obviously like not what we want, right? And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people who actually own Bitcoin probably don't don't know. I mean, I didn't know that until you just said said it to me. And I think that if people realize just how easy it was for the government to like stop you from using certain currencies, then I think people will probably be more reserved with buying certain cryptos as well. And that I think that might be why as well that the NFT space is kind of exploding right now is because that is completely out of the realm of government control, right? Like there is no government out there that is creating or like that has regulation over that. But I also think that with the NFT space, I think it's like a giant bubble that is just going to burst. This is not a long-term thing, right? I, I'm not 
sure, I really prescribe to the idea that NFTs are going to be a huge thing, but I do think that they have that there is a possibility that they could be humongous, right? And they I think will. they I, will be okay. if people believe in meta. Yeah, that in the, in yeah, the, I agree in, with in that. In the metaverse, yeah. if, they, if that goes off, then you can use the tokens to buy certain things. Depends on if people want to live in the pods and eat the bugs. Yeah. But and I think that, and this is at least what I've experienced and what I think, Ready Player One, I think, did an excellent job of visualizing what the metaverse could look like, right? I think that they did. I think that if the metaverse is going to be as big as people think it's going to be, then I think it's going to look something like Ready Player One. And I think, especially with the NFTs, like, imagine, like, just think about, like, how many people spend money on skins or cool items, in video games already, right? Now imagine you can buy something that's super cool, but not now it's not like a video game, but it's almost like a second life that you get to live and you get to show off to all these people like all this super rare, super cool stuff that you have and it's like almost in your house and stuff, right? I think that that is where the space could go and I think that that is why the NFT space could be so big. Now, with that being said though, there's also a lot of people who are making money off of NFTs who have no idea what they're doing, and it seems like that is where things are going to kind of fall apart. It's predatory. You have somebody who goes out there and puts a stupid monkey on a coin with a bunch of digital little little digi bites on it, mm-hmm. and it's dancing around. People are like that's cool, and it sells for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now I'm no stock person. I'm no crypto expert. But I think that you can make a better investment than $350,000 worth of Ethereum. And the first thing that comes to my mind is staking your Ethereum. But, I mean, it, it blows my mind because I don't understand there's no utility for it. And that's usually how I make my investment is with the utility, not with the, the hype, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think people see a lot of future value in it, though, right? Like, people, obviously, I don't think the NFTs are something that is going to be humongous, like, and immensely important or useful currently. But I think that people are buying it because they see a future value in the NFT, like something that they can either sell for more money in the future or something that they can hold on to, like an appreciating asset over time. But I think the problem is like which NFTs are going to be big and which ones are going to just be a waste of money. Like I think there was there was some kid a while back who made like $500,000 like making his own NFTs. And, I, and I'm like... How is this kid just making NFTs? Like, how is and how is he making half a million dollars just by making NFTs? Like, that seems like a, almost like a bubble to me. So, an NFT would be cool to me if I was like, I don't know, I'm going to a club, right? right. I'm going to a bar, or I'm going out to dinner, and you have to be, it's like a subscription. Mm-hmm. If it was something usable that I could use to show, hey, I've already purchased this, just doing something different, like uh, uh, PSG, Paris Saint Germain. The French, the, the French soccer team, uh-huh. they have to, to get memorabilia. They have their own cryptocurrency for it. It's mm-hmm. not NFTs yet, but that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Like a, a usable thing. That's why, like, this more, I have I will never step foot into the NFT space more so because I don't really understand why when you go play Fortnite or Warzone, you put money down to go buy stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, when you think about it, people have already been using cryptocurrency to buy stuff in those games. If you look at it logically, between V Bucks and COD points, <laughs> that's, that, that is what it is. You have a currency that you exchange your money for 
to buy stuff for the value that they put it at. Right. So do you think that then the metaverse could just create one type of currency that you use your real dollars for at that point? But I think yeah. here's... And do you think that other companies, like I think that Microsoft and Facebook and like all these other businesses and stuff are trying to make their own metaverse, do you think they're all going to merge into one metaverse or do you think they're all going to try and be competitive about it? I would hope that they would try to be competitive about it and I also would hope that they'd allow all types of currency to work there. Right. Because let's say you have to have a singular Ethereum to be part of the metaverse. Let's just say that. Even though that's not how it's going to happen, what's going to happen is Facebook or any one of these companies or Amazon are going to buy up, let's say, I don't know, some little coin that's cents on the dollar. So you get 200,000 of them for a couple couple grand. So they can buy a billion dollars worth of the coin and then make it so that that's their currency in the game. And then the price will skyrocket, right? Because there's right. no supply and there's a lot of demand for it. And they'll make oobles of money. So I don't think that there's any logic to thinking that they'd work together because they'd make less money. And then using a centralized currency would defeat the purpose of it. Right. Yeah, I, I like I said... I. I'm not totally sure. I don't really fully understand that concept. But I think that if these companies were to like merge together, how would you know? Like, here's always been my here's my question with the metaverse stuff like that. And I kind of always think about it through the Ready Player One lens, just because I think that's in my mind, it's just the easiest way to comprehend it. Like, how are you going to make it so that other people are going to actually want to come to your space, right? And I think that is where the NFTs may be able to come into play. But even with that, I mean, like, if the meta- the metaverse, it sounds like, it seems to me at least, it's inf- infinitely large, right? So how like how are you going to attract people to come to you, right? So I think the issue is going to end up being who can make it the most disgusting. Right. In the sense, people go to Twitter for certain gross reasons. Mm. People go to certain other websites for gross reasons, like Reddit or Tumblr. And then you get the same, you get the, as they call them, normie crowd that goes to Instagram or YouTube or all of this, I'm going to call it what it is, the perverse stuff isn't on it. Mm-hmm. So you go, so that's what, what I'm terrified of is that it's going to, the metaverse is something that bewilders me because I couldn't imagine sitting and not existing on this plane of existence, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't find that appealing what scares me is that the people who are making it are pretty evil in my understanding of who they are right and not evil just i don't like them right you don't think they're typically like the typical like moral people like you would not go to them for like moral advice you would not look to them for like there would not not be a chance of it but it's like every single thing is going to have it's like it's going to have to have its draw like why do why do 14 probably around 14 million people have a spotify account it's a very specific and pay for spotify premium right for joe rogan that's who they pay for it that's who they pay for and go to like, every million to views an episode yeah well, a lot of people go to rumble because rumble has something that draws them to it whether it's um dan bongino or other people steven crowder all the people who get banned on youtube for doing being being buttholes sometimes but not doing anything necessarily wrong right 
they go to the rumble. So if you're going to have to have something competitive. I don't know what NFTs would have to do to work in with that other than allowing you to pimp out your place. Yeah, I, I think that's the same thing, right? I think I kind of agree with that. I don't think that there is any other purpose for an NFT besides to pimp out your place. I mean, maybe it could be used as like like how artwork is used, right? Where it appreciates in value over time and that you can own certain pieces of art or certain fractions of artwork and then hopefully it will go up in value as time goes on. But, I mean, even that, the NFT space is so odd because it's so new, right? And it's not like any... Not like these super wealthy people and like super amazing like digital artists are creating these NFTs. I mean, it's like normal people, right? It's like, it's like if I was creating an NFT and making like hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. And it's like... People are buying it, but how? I don't think there's any way that you could possibly think that me making an NFT is going to be one of the most profitable NFTs. I guess unless I became like ultra wealthy millionaire and something something happened that made me like super famous. But I here's what I think the metaverse is probably going to be more for right. It's kind of being able to meet with people you wouldn't otherwise be able to meet with, right? Like, so who's one of your favorite like athletes of all time? Good question. I would say probably Haloti Nada. Yeah, so Haloti Nada. So now imagine that you were able for like a thousand dollars to pay to go see, like, go to Haloti Nada's digital house, and he was there. Like his, it wasn't him physically. His digital avatar was there, but it was his physical avatar that he was controlling, and you got to meet him for like a thousand dollars. Like, would would you do that? I mean, personally, not a chance in hell. Right. But I think well, a lot of I people understand. would. But I think I, a lot I of people would. I understand how it can be attractive to other people. Yeah, or yeah. like, or I mean, even if you look at things like the Oculus Rift, right, like virtual reality, like there, I think they're talking about like at certain NBA games, you can actually like sit courtside through the virtual reality, right, and being able to like actually see and like be there, and it feels like you're there. I think that that is going to be more marketable. I think people are going to be using that kind of technology in that kind of space far more than I think people are going to be using things like NFTs. No doubt, man. I mean, that's why on my list of things I don't like is NFTs just straight up because I think it's a Ponzi scheme personally. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so. I, I mean, I definitely see that there could be some value in it. And I definitely think that certain NFTs, I think they, they do have, they could be very profitable, right? Like if you're like able to sell an NFT for say, I think it was, like, James Gunn or somebody was, like, selling, like, the original script of one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or something like that, and it was completely unreleased, it was, they never done anything with that, but if he sold, like, a verified digital NFT copy of that script, I think that could be something that's super valuable. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. It's just, there's people who think that it's the same reason why I have an issue with Doge and Sheep the same reason is because there's people who don't know the space seeing some famous person tweeted out dumping hundreds of dollars into it and then getting dumped on which i find to be completely like it's just re- repulsive to me right because it's like you got elon going out there and he's pumping a coin which is fine because when he did it at least he sent tweaks out when he pulled out yeah that is respectable to me and then even when he did he tweeted out that he did more bitcoin they didn't sell their bitcoin machines they got cracked on yeah and it's, it, I was like, that's actually somewhat respectable. But then you get people who go on Twitter and show a crypto. And when you show a crypto or you show NFTs, people go out there and they buy a meme coin 
or they buy a picture of something that's goofy and they put let's say you have 10 grand in the bank and you put $2,500 down on something and it goes up 15% and then crashes right you just lost a quarter of your life savings right there that's and that's that's happened to a significant number of people I know that they put a ton of money into a crap crypto mm-hmm. lost everything same with the Wall Street bets people which is why I I had a little strategy of betting against Wall Street bets on every single facet of what they did, and it actually came out very well. Mm-hmm. It was goofy, but it's not a good investment strategy. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, either. I don't think we're investing. We're recommending any investment strategies here, but and no, I I agree with you about the Elon stuff. There are guys out there who I think do understand the crypto space and are bought into it and do it right. Like Anthony Pompolino or Pompliano, I think he's a great resource, especially if you're looking into the crypto space. He's pro-crypto and stuff like that. But I think there are also guys out there that you should listen to as well who are kind of against the crypto space. I know Peter Schiff gets, he always, you know, crapping on crypto. And I think that listening to both sides can help you understand the space a little bit better. But I don't know. I think that Elon Musk definitely does it the best of anyone that I've ever seen. Because I think a lot of people, and like you said, will buy into something and then they'll be like, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't buy into it. And then they are still bought into it. Like, it's like, why, like, why are you telling me something that you're not doing? Like, it just, it, it definitely sows distrust. So, like, I, I mean, I was bought into Dogecoin and I was telling people once it went up significantly not to buy into it because there's... As, as it did happen, it happened later than I thought it would, but it mm-hmm. crashed. And a lot of people who put in, they bought in at 60 cents. They're like, I got to get in. And there's the FOMO. There's, there's people that track it. It's like people talking about it on Twitter, searching it on Google. It's called the FOMO index. Mm-hmm. And it's fear of missing out. So people buy into, let's say, Bitcoin's at $48,000 and it's about to go to 50. Then it gets to 58. And then it gets up to 63. Mm-hmm. If you buy in at the top, at an all-time high of something, you're always going to get dumped on. Because there's people who bought in 30 grand who were telling everybody, go buy it, go buy it, go buy it. So when the supply restricts, yep. the price goes up. And then when it gets to the point that they're like, I'm going to take a healthy profit off this, it's going to sell out. It crashes, and they buy in and get double what they had before. Yep. And I think that, that kind of goes into one of my other concerns with the crypto space, is that the government is really trying to regulate it. And I think we saw this in China, right? Where China was like, we're going to shut down all the Bitcoin mining facilities. And the Bitcoin crashed after that. Like, it didn't, like, crash, crash. Like, it didn't go to zero. But it definitely had a huge... It took a huge hit. And I think that that is definitely one of my big concerns with the crypto space is that because of government trying to crack down on these currencies that are detached from the government-issued currency, that it's going to make it hard or make it a bigger gamble on some of these cryptos, right? I mean, like, XRP, I think, right? That's the one that got shut down. It's right? not shut down. It's just regulated. Yeah, it got it's regulated. Under, it's under litigation, and all of the companies that, in the, in the United States, at least, like Voyager, um, Coinbase, um, eToro, all of those ones, you can't buy it on those exchanges because they're not selling it because they were told by the SEC that you'll be audited if you trade these. So then you got to go to either a European platform or a Japanese platform. Because in Japan, it's tradable. Mm-hmm. I think Japan probably has better ethical standard practices than we do when it comes to financial, just anything to do with finance. <laughs> I'd, actually, I'd actually say that with almost 100% certainty, actually. Right. 
and I think again, that's my big concern, right? Is that be, it's going to get heavily regulated, especially in the United States, right? I think the United States is one of those places that is really, really, really trying to regulate these cryptocurrencies, and it makes it a more risky investment than I think it, it, it is. I think that crypto itself is a great investment. Now, I don't necessarily know what cryptos are great investments because they're constantly fluctuating. There's constantly new cryptos on the market. I can say for certainty that Shibu Inu and the Dogecoin are probably not great long-term investments. But, <laughs> but you know, I think the more it gets regulated, the harder it's going to be to want to buy into stocks. And I think that we're seeing this right now as well with... I think I'm not sure if it was Joe Biden or whoever, or somebody in the Senate, but they were like, "We want to increase the capital gains tax." So it when was you, uh, uh, Pocahontas. Oh yeah, so it was uh, um, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, and she wanted to increase the capital gains tax. And it's like, well, if you increase the capital, get the capital gains tax. Guess what? People are going to stop doing investing in the stock market because it's worse than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I was just going to be. No, it wasn't just a capital gains tax. It was. It was a tax on unrealized capital gains. Mm, so before you even pull it out. Yeah. Before you sell it. So if you bought, I don't know, you bought gold. And you have $20,000 worth of gold. And gold goes up $10,000. You got to pay taxes on that, buddy. Yeah. But you didn't sell it. You still own what you bought. No, you got to pay taxes on it. I yeah, I don't think I don't think you should be taxed on it unless you make a significant percentage of wealth coming from it. But... Well, even the biggest issue, like you pull, you hit it on the head though with the regulation. Yeah. Try go try going to day trade on any investment app with less than twenty five thousand dollars in your bank account or in, in the in the investment account. Try it. You have three times a week that you can do it, and then your account will be shut down for sixty days. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. So for a week, you can day trade three times, but if you're some big fat cat. Some corporate fat cat that has some insider information feeding it to the Senate, you know, like every single one of them making disgusting money off it. Then you can day trade because they regulate the they regulate everything going on with it. Yeah, it's it's scary because they don't want the paupers, they don't want the poor's to come and make anything of themselves. They want them to be just groveling. I guess I don't know what the goal is. I don't know like who they think they're protecting. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It it doesn't really make sense to me, right? It's like, I get that you, they want to. Like, I get that some people are like, oh, well, like the rich make too much money, so it's like we need to tax them more, yada yada yada. And that's also been debunked. And I mean, that's a lot of conversation for a much longer episode. But uh, I and but they don't realize that it does have an effect on people who are just trading and trying to make some money generally, right? I mean, like like. I am. I trade pretty generally on apps like Robinhood and apps like Coinbase. I try and get into investments, but I'm not doing day trading. I'm not shuffling around hundreds of thousands of dollars every single day. But if they're like, "Oh, we're, we're going to take, we're going to tax you on money that you haven't even earned yet," it's like, "Well, why? Why would I even keep investing? Like, well, there's no point because I'm going to actively be losing money, right? I invest a hundred bucks, I lose maybe ten dollars on the investment, and then they're going to tax me on the ninety dollars and on that I already." haven't even earned yet i mean i just it's they don't realize that it's actually going to hurt normal people more than it's going to hurt the rich people rich people don't care right it's like they already make buku amounts of money it's like what's a small fraction of that that you take off right it's more of like the normal people it's like okay if i only make sixty thousand dollars a year and you're going to take 25 percent of that that's 
a significant portion of my finances that are going to help me. So it's really funny because you're taking the good faith argument with this. Because <laughs> you think that you think that they don't realize that it's hurting the little guy. That 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 might be true. I, you might be, I, might be, <laughs> I don't I don't believe that worth a second, man. Because if okay, I'll put it this way. I put a I put as a, as for for shits and giggles, I put a call option on oh, it was Lordstown Motors because I had owned their stock for like six months and it made me like four dollars. So I pulled all the money out, right? Right. And I put a call option on it as a joke, like two hundred bucks, and it went up like forty percent that day. It was like a stroke of like some divine intervention. The one day it goes up, I put a call option on it. I sold it. I made like 900 bucks and mm-hmm. they're sitting there telling me I can't do that. So then they'll do that with crypto. So if your crypto goes up 30% and you sell it within the week you bought it or within 24 hours, whatever it is that you bought it for it to be considered day trading. And then you want to put it in something else and you sell that when it goes up, they'll do that for crypto too. So then your currency isn't your currency. Your money's not yours and we're not freely investing, mm-hmm. which is not free market capitalism. I don't know what the hell it is. Very regulated. <laughs> it's not even cap. It's it's like it's it's like corporate capitalism, I guess, because the only people benefiting from it are the corporations. Until you have like Netflix, who just thank God finally tanked. Mind you, tanked, and they're still like a, a billion dollar company. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just crypto. Crypto was the wild west two years ago, <laughs> and and then you have all the corporations buying up a bunch of stuff and manipulating the market. But like you said. China shutting it's I don't think China shutting it off makes it more so the regulation to me. I think it's more so the what's the manipulation of it. Right. That's that's my issue. Is that you can get some big black rock, one of those big investment firms, buying up thirty billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, having it go up, selling it, crashing it, or they short it because you can do options on crypto. I don't know how that works. I would never want to get into it because shorting a money supply to me seems like a really bad faith thing to do personally speaking because that that would only end up that you're betting that people are going to get hurt i don't really believe in that Mm -hmm. i mean i'm fine like shorting i don't know like amazon i'm fine with that screw amazon but like it's it's just all of the things that we can talk about this is all coming from the regulation coming from the people who shill for let's say big pharma or something like that or people who just have no idea what the heck they're talking about right and they're all, for some reason, on the finance committees talking about finance things like crypto. That it's so above their purview of things that they're even remotely. It would be like me talking about neurosurgery, <laughs> like me trying to tell somebody how they should do perform. I don't know, spending something in the brain correctly. It, it, it blows my mind. I mean, I will say on the crypto space, I don't know if we're quite the authority either, but I think that we do have a better understanding than neurosurgery. But this kind of, you know, I just kind of want to take it back a little bit and just what cryptos do you think are probably the ones that you think are probably the ones that are going to survive, right? They're the ones going to stand the testament of time that you think that are going to be used. I think, you know, personally, I do think Bitcoin is probably going to be one of those just because it's so big at this point. I think Ethereum is already tons of stories that have come out about tons of companies like using ethereum trying to use ethereum for currency trying to make ethereum a more manageable asset for certain organizations 
But I'm not really sure of any... I don't know if I see any other ones yet. I mean, there's so many of them, so it's really kind of hard to figure out. There's, like, Bitcoin Cash. Then there's the GovCoin, which if you buy the GovCoin, you're an idiot. Don't buy the U.S. government <laughs> crypto coin. So there's there's so many, man. It's more so for me, my investment... There's stable coins. There's proof of... There, there's so many coins. So I am a really big fan of keeping a certain percentage of your coins in something that gives you percentages back. Mm-hmm. So, like, the ones I think that will last, other than the ones you stated, because there's the obvious. Yeah. But Bitcoin's not going to go away. Too many people are invested into it. Ethereum, sure, is hell not going away. Um, Polkadot, I really like. Okay. Because it's the people I really, I believe in the investment strategy of if the market's oversaturated with something certain, that's a good thing. In the sense that if you have somebody that's making Ethereum, the guy who made Ethereum, Vlad, whatever his name is, then you get somebody that comes out and they make Polkadot, which is one of the founders of Ethereum. We're like, hey, we don't want to be a part of this project anymore. Sold off their, their original Ethereum, like the classic. Mm-hmm. And they made Polkadot. I, I own Polkadot, which is why I also own Cardano, because they all have the same mindset of let's create an ecosystem where a bunch of other coins can come in, use our our function as the way to purchase their currency that in, in the end makes everything work. And I think that's awesome. I mean, Cosmos is cool. I like Cosmos. I don't have any of it anymore because I sold it to buy more Algorand because Algorand gives me more back than Cosmos. I mean, you can also got to look at the ones like, you know, crypto.com, not just the coin, but the actual app, the website. Yeah, they just bought, I think, one of the, what is it, the Los Angeles like arena or something like that? Yeah, so those people have CryptoCoin. I think that's, I own some of it. Yeah, it's, what's the thing? CRO, yeah, Crow. So, Crow coin. The reason why Crow coin is dope is because Crow is used on the crypto.com app to buy other cryptos. So, it's always going to be used. Right. So, there's always going to be a supply be taken. So, dude, it's just, and the thing I always recommend when people want to go buy a crypto is you go read the white pages on, on um, like on Coinbase. There's white pages on it that tell people what they should go invest in. Not what they should, but why they should invest in the company. So it's like, why why do we deserve your money? Mm-hmm. And people don't seem to actually take that to heart. And I don't know why. Because it's like, if you go read, like somebody there was, said there was one crypto that had like 10,000 crypt coins. And some dudes, it was something to do with um, Squid Game. And oh, I saw that, like, yeah. Yeah, the dudes made like seven or eight million dollars off it, and they basically sold out, and everyone the coin went to zero, and everyone lost all of their money. And no one read the white pages, which said this has nothing to do with Squid Game. We want to make money, so they so they can't be sued. Yeah, and that I think goes into one of my biggest concerns, and that is not necessarily with crypto or the NFT space, but it's just with everything in general financially right now is that we are just i feel like we're just in a humongous bubble right now that is eventually going to burst and then i think that all these assets regardless of how decentralized they are they are going to crash and they are going to fall and that is i think my biggest concern it's just not when it falls but how much is it going to crash right i think what's the the better value you can hold than it though 
because the dollar's already dying. <laughs> it's it's so, already dead, I mean, my friend. So if I lose 50% of my value of my money on the dollar, but lose 20% of the value of my money on Ethereum, I think that's a better investment. Even smart. though it's both, they're both garbage investments in that. Looking at it like that, that's a bad investment. But it's it's taking the worst of two options. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I th- I didn't really, I haven't really thought about it that way before because I know that, like, especially right now, I think everyone's dollars are worth less than they were like a year ago, which by sixteen percent. Yeah, it's which is terrible, right? That's horrible. But and even even if you know you if the dollar goes to like if it crashes like Germany, which I don't think it will. I don't think the dollar is ever going to crash like it did in Germany after World War One. But I do think that there is going to be a huge inflationary spikes, and I think that. Crypto is a good spot to put your your money in because even though it, it probably is going to go down, I don't think it's going to crash as much as the the dollar is going to, right? And I think I think you're right in that assumption. But I will say that if you put all your money into the crypto, I mean, what are you going? How are you going to spend it, right? There's not really any way to get your money back, right? If you, you get a crypto, you can get a crypto debit card. Oh wait, you can. Yeah, you can get a debit card that you can pay for stuff with using crypto. Hmm, that's interesting. That might be a good investment. Yeah. So all you listening out there, that would be when the dollar crashes, you heard it here first. Get that crypto debit card. But I mean, no, I think it's a great idea. Doing anything. I don't recommend a credit card whatsoever or debit card whatsoever because it does nothing for you. But I would say have it in case you the, all the, the credit card companies died. Right. But like you can also just use your credit. I'm not going to tell people my process of how I spend my money, but <laughs> it's not worth the time. But there's just there's a lack of fear of what's coming financially for our country and the regulation is definitely 100% the reason why it's coming. Well, yeah. I mean, but if you like, heavily regulate all these industries, they're going to go to somewhere that doesn't regulate as much. I mean, we're seeing this right now even in the country, right? We're seeing all these big tech companies and all these big organizations in general moving out of places like New York and California to places like Texas and Tennessee. Yeah, and it's also just not on fire half the year, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, you got to think about it too, man. It's like when they propose something as asinine as I'm against taxes on capital gains. I'll put it that way just because I think it it, it hurts me. Uh So I'm against it. I'm also just against an income tax in general as well. But I also understand that there's no functioning way to make our country run without it with how much we spend. But, like, the amount that they put this rhetoric out about the taxation of crypto, why would somebody invest, like you said, if you're going to lose 30 40% of it? So then the, the, the things slowly go down a little bit because people are like, screw this. I'm going to make 300 bucks, invest 1000 and I'm going to lose 300 bucks on taxes. <laughs> why would I invest? Yeah, doesn't make sense. It makes zero yeah. sense. And, you know, these regu- the regulations that the government puts in, it's not just the American government, I'm sure other governments do it as well, we're just both from the United States, but the regulations that they keep putting in, this isn't just for currency either, I mean, there's the crypto market, there's just general regulations, like environmental regulations, it's pushing businesses, it's pushing people to not invest in the United States, and that's kind of why people are investing in crypto, because people want to invest in something that's not the U.S., because they want to invest in something that's not going that hopefully at least it's it, i don't know how likely it is but it's hopefully not going to be this heavy regulated 
thing. And because people don't want to have all their shit regulated. People don't want to have exorbitant amounts of taxes on all their things. People want to have some resemblance of freedom, you know? And I think that all, the more regulations we put in, the more it's going to drive up businesses, the more it's going to drive up people. And I don't think that's really the way that we really need to keep doing this. I mean, I think the only coin I'd tell everybody to buy is the Let's Go Brandon coin. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure the kicker is FJB. I think so as well. I think that would be... I would be shocked if it's not FJB. I would be a little disappointed, actually. But it's, it's just funny to me, because I like... It, it, this isn't a political thing. This isn't anything other than... All we're asking for is the freedom to make a decision for ourselves without something impeding it. Because I'm the person making the investment, not the, not the Fed, not the SEC. So why are they disallowing me for XRP, dude? I was up a significant margin on it, and then they locked it out of the trading. So I have 2,000 XRP sitting in an account somewhere, 3,000, whatever large number I have. I don't remember. I haven't looked in a while. Just sitting in an account as it goes down when Bitcoin goes down. And then once it goes up, it goes up. But I can't trade it. I can't sell it. I can't take any profit from it. And it's basically like I have my, my assets locked in a bank account because I committed a felony. <laughs> right. Or some kind of financial crime. It's just, it's, 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 it's. Un, it's, I don't know if the word's unfair. I just think it's kind of gross. Right. No, I agree. I mean, like, I don't understand. I don't really understand the whole reason why XRP was shut down. I think, I, I, I definitely think you understand that more than I do. But regardless of why it was shut down, I don't think that locking people out of the money that they rightfully own, I don't think that's correct either. So they were shut down. They're just, they're being, they got sued. They got sued by the SEC or FEC, SEC, sorry, um, over the fact that they were called a security by them. And then it's turning out that people in that area didn't do the same thing to Ethereum, uh -huh. which it trades and has the same exact basically white paper as XRP. Right. And so they sued saying, how much, how much Ethereum do you guys own? We need to discover the people who were doing the, the people who said we should be in, in, um, investigated over this did you guys own any xrp do you now after it went down and do you own ethereum polka dot um solana any of those ones do you own any of the other big bigger ones that are going up significantly while mine is staying down kicking getting kicked in the teeth and i guarantee you the answer was yes i'd actually put a significant amount of my money into it but they said the answer would be yes because these people are dirty gross yeah swamp monsters yeah i mean and, and not to get into like politics and stuff like that but definitely i don't think you should ever be looking to any kind of politician whether you like them or not for what they can do for you financially because well, well, well time out if they gave us their investment records and told us how they were investing over over um covid dude i'd be perfectly fine with that because they made the <laughs> stock market well, yeah, but they manipulate the stock market. That's why they make so much money at it. I mean, I take their advice over it, man. <laughs> I take it. That is true. I mean, and that that's a whole other political conversation. It's just like a lot of people inside trade. I mean, it's crazy. And just to go off on a short tangent here, but it is crazy that the people who are in charge of manipulating the stocks are pretty much 
who regulate the businesses and put laws in place that are actively going to change the stock market are also allowed to invest in the stock market. Like, that's like allowing football players to bet on themselves on games. It's like, wait, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to have a bad game. Let's let's uh, let's call the under. Yeah, I'm going to put a million dollars on the under here, and then I get zero, and I don't run the ball. It's like, okay. It's like, this, it doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, and that's kind of crazy. And I think... I don't know. I just Ryan Tannehill for so many picks last night. Oh, dude, that was rough. That was rough. <laughs> I can't. Packers and Titans both lost last night. That was yeah. rough. But anyway, I think to kind of just end off here, what do you think we can do? Or like, what do you think is the best thing to do about this crypto NFT space? Do you think? People, do you think people should get into it? Do you think people should invest in it? Do you think that it has some merit to it? Like, just what do you think? I personally, I think that it's a great investment. I think that it's a very high-risk investment, though, especially if you're buying into some of the newer things. And NFTs especially, I think NF- the NFT space as a whole is definitely a high-risk investment. I don't think I would recommend people buying the NFTs. I think that it's too new. People have no idea what the heck's going on. There's a lot of people out there who are just trying to use it to make money. I, there was a story not too long, I think last week, of some girl who was selling her own farts, and then she... Oh. Got on, and she was like, oh, I can't sell my own farts anymore. She's like, selling them in, like, mason jars, right? And she's like, I can't sell them anymore. It's like, my, I just don't feel well enough. So she was just selling NFTs of her farts and still making, like, tens of thousands of dollars off of it. And it's like, if I, if there are people out there who are doing that, it's a bubble, and it's not something you should invest in, right? Even even something as crazy as crypto and the Shibu Inu coin, I think that the Shibu Inu coin is a better investment than the fart NFTs. There's some... That's an indictment of our society right there. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even want to talk about that. Oh, what's wrong with people? I don't know. Uh, people will, people no. will do crazy things for hot chicks. But oh, the only thing I have to say about whether or not you should invest in it is I would say you diversify your portfolio. So if you want to invest in some stable stock, do it. But do the research for it. If you want to invest in Bitcoin, do it, but do the research because there might be something that comes from Bitcoin that might make you more money. You just got to go down the rabbit hole and find something that will do good for you in the long run because people are so impulsive with it. So like they want to buy Dogecoin because Dogecoin made people thousands of dollars in two weeks. That's not how it works in the crypto game for the most part. It's a year. If you don't make money in a year off of crypto, you should probably get out of that crypto unless you know it's going to go up and go up and go up. So it's just the impatience. You got to get rid of it. It's a long-term investment for a better future. Yeah, definitely diversify your assets. I think Elon Musk also said that. Don't put all your money in crypto. And that's just basic like marketing or not marketing. That's basic financial advice 101. Just don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Make sure you diversify. Try and make sure you get a lot of different things out there. And Laz, great advice, I will say. But with that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Two Idiots, Some Genius podcast. If you like our information and you want to follow us, you can find us both on Instagram. I am at Adam Lavellet, and Laz is at Laz Friedberg. All right. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the rest of your days.